Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, as we gather together here in person and online for worship, we pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to move in our hearts and in our lives, that the power of your word would continue to shape and to mold us, that we can be your people in this world, in this time, in this place, and that we can bear witness to you and share the wonderful news of salvation with those around us. In the busyness of this world, Lord, help us to take the time to come to you in prayer, to listen to you, and to be guided by you in all things. Lord, give us the boldness of heart and mind to trust in you and to live for you in this world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. After the feeding of the thousands that we saw last week, the text tells us that afterwards, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Sometimes people will ask, well, if Jesus is the Son of God, why does he have to pray? Because God already knows his heart, his thoughts, his spirit. Well, when we ask that question of Jesus, we could ask that very same question of ourselves. Why do we have to pray? After all, doesn't our loving Father in heaven already know our hearts, our thoughts, our minds, our spirit? Of course, the answer is yes. And so that must tell us that prayer is also not just about communicating with God. It's important for us as human beings. And remember, we confess that Jesus is both true God and true man. It's important for us to make that connection with God, to, to, in other words, take the time ourselves to, in a sense, teach ourselves and remind ourselves of how important this relationship with God Almighty is in our lives, that we take the time to talk to him and to listen, to draw for a moment for a period of time from the cares and the concerns of this world that often can drag us down, to remind us that indeed there is a God who has formed us, who has created us, and who holds our very lives in his hands, and that we first and foremost belong to him, so much so that he bought and paid for us with the precious blood of Jesus. To spend time with God in prayer is vital to us in our walk with him. In our gospel, we also read that when evening came, he was there alone, and as he starts to go down the mountain, he can see that the boat is struggling, that it's out fighting against the wind and the waves. It's a long way from land. 
but they have by no means made it to the other side. And so, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. Well, how can he do that? To walk on the sea, that seems to be impossible. And yet remember that the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who put into place what we call the laws of nature, can by his very almightiness suspend those laws for a period of time. And he comes walking on top of the water. And when they see him, they react. Because what they see is out of the ordinary. It's unexpected. It's not what should be taking place in a world that should make some rhyme, reason, or sense. This is something coming to you on the water. And they are afraid. It is a ghost, they cry out in fear. Jesus doesn't rebuke their fear. Instead, he calms it. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. I think that's important to remember because in life we face so many things that can cause so much fear. And the devil loves to use fear to somehow drive a wedge into our faith and drive us apart from God. And yet it's in those very times of fear in our lives when we face the unknown, when we're not sure what tomorrow holds. It's in those times of fear when we feel all alone that Jesus speaks to us and says, do not be afraid. I am with you. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. I will not leave you nor forsake you. You are mine. I have called you by name. So important. When that fear begins to work itself into our hearts and our lives, to turn to the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, I'm afraid. Be honest. Lay it before the Lord. I'm afraid. I believe that in those moments of time, the Lord will give us a peace that passes all of our human understanding. That doesn't mean that we won't struggle with that for a period of time. But God holds us in his arms and reminds us that we're not alone. Peter, being Peter, after he hears the words of Jesus, says, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And as I've said before so many times with this lesson, you have to wonder if Peter just blurts this out before he has time to think about it. But Jesus says, come. And as I've said many times, the greatest miracle to me here is in this, is that Peter actually gets out of the boat. 
Think about it. He gets out of the boat when Jesus says, come. He gets out of the boat and he walks on the water towards Jesus and he's doing just fine until he begins to look at the wind and the waves around him and he takes his eyes off of Jesus. This is so important for us. I'm not sure that any one of us will ever be in the position to hear Jesus utter the words calm to us in the midst of a storm while we're in a boat on a lake. But Jesus issues those words to us in all sorts of different situations in our lives. Things are a little uneasy. The proverbial boat is being rocked by the storms of life around us. And we reach out to Jesus. And yet when he says, come, we are reluctant to get out of the boat. We're reluctant, if you will, to actually put our faith to the test or, if you will, to work. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. The challenge is for us to get out of the boat in so many different aspects of our faith. Paul talks about it in our epistle lesson today. He reminds us that if everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We love that. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And Peter himself experiences that. He gets out of the boat and he's walking. And as he sinks, when he's taking his eyes off of Jesus, what does he do? Calls out, Lord, save me. Now maybe this verse is speaking more about our eternal salvation. But in the immediacy of Peter's situation, Jesus reaches out and saves him. We would do well to remember those three little words ourselves in our lives when we, when we find ourselves in the midst of a difficult situation. Perhaps we're in the middle of a conversation, even talking to somebody, and, and we don't really have the words or the right words don't seem to be coming. Maybe under our breath or in the quietness of our heart, or maybe even out loud, we can say, Lord, save me. Maybe, maybe it's when we're driving in the traffic of Albuquerque and the craziness of some of the drivers around us. We might utter those words, Lord, save me. Maybe it's when we're struggling with our health or the loss of a loved one. Or our job goes away. Or we've just received that diagnosis that we have the virus. The first thing that enters to our hearts on those occasions is obviously one of fear. 
And our reaction should be, Lord, save me. You see, the interesting thing I find about Peter is that even though Peter often puts himself into a position of, of, oh, I shouldn't have said that, but now i got to follow through with it, Peter still gets out of the boat. And somehow I, I just envision that, you know, here's Peter who's going to walk on the water, or maybe he's not quite sure, but, you know, fisherman, i got to wonder if Peter, first of all, before he gets out of the boat, actually, uh, you know, takes his sandals off. Can you imagine how crazy that would be? But what do you do? You don't jump into the pool with your shoes on, Right? I imagine him there maybe taking his sandals off and maybe even, even with a little bit of, I'm not sure if this is going to work, taking off of his outer garment so that if he does sink, he can at least swim. But maybe even after doing all of that and delaying it and maybe hearing all of the cries from the other guys in the boat, can you imagine what they're saying? Peter, are you nuts? What, what if that's not Jesus? What if it is a ghost and he's just pulling a trick on you? You're really going to do this, Peter? I can't help but connect the fact that Peter's stepping out of the boat and putting his feet, his bare feet, on the water. I can't help but connect that to our gospel lesson that says how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. How are they to hear if no one tells them? Folks, we got to get out of the boat. Jesus is saying, come, go out into the world, preach and share and teach people about me. Get out of the boat. Get your feet wet. Don't be afraid. It is I. Take the message of salvation that you know so well and be prepared to share it with the world and keep your eyes focused on me as you go. Keep your eyes focused on me as you share the gospel. Don't worry about the wind and the waves of the world. And if you have to, in this time of social distancing, just shout it. Let people know the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. How then will they call on him whom they, in whom they have not believed? And how are they to hear with some, without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? You notice in our gospel lesson today that Jesus is in all for all intents and purposes sending each one of us. He's sending us into the world, into our lives to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. To bring hope to the hopeless. To bring joy to those who have no joy. To alleviate the fears of those who, who are afraid. 
to remind people that there is a Savior who loves them and who died for the multitude of their sins. And a Savior who takes people right where they're at, just the way they are. We have the opportunity to get out of the boat, to get our feet wet, and to give the good news to the world. Don't let the world and don't let the fears of this world stop you. Remember, to whom shall we call? Lord, you have the words of eternal life. We say that on so many different occasions at the reading of the gospel. We call upon the name of the Lord. Peter did it. We can do it. Call on the name of the Lord as we go out into the world and tell. Tell the good news. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.